This is AMEM, the Alpha Male Entertainment Network. From Humidor 1A in the cigar city of Tampa, Florida, USA. Welcome to the Cigar Dave Show, your weekly excursion into the world of cigars, spirits, and diversions. The cigar and pleasure friendly hotlines are open. 877 Dave 007. Now, fire up a cigar and pour yourself a cocktail. It's time. For the General, General Cigar, Cigar Day. I cannot stop caressing my silky smooth face. In fact, neither can the harem. I have gotten magnificent shaves the last few days. Clean, close, comfortable, no nicks, no irritation. Was I using my Gillette razor? No more. The Gillette Razor, my Profusion Razor, bye bye Out with Gillette, in with Schick. I have officially converted. We will get into some addendums to the big Gillette story from last week. Going after men with a broad brush like we're all toxic. Wrong. We are not. And if men were so toxic... We wouldn't be the first to jump into burning buildings to save people. Long-ash greetings and salutations. A long-ash snappy salute. Semper Delictatio. Always pleasure. Long live the Alpha. Make America great again. Make masculinity great again. M-M-G-A. Hashtag M-M-G-A. Make masculinity great again. Front and center, as always, I extend to you my long-ash greetings and salutations and a long-ash snappy salute from Command Center Alpha in the Cigar City of Tampa. Got a lot to get to today in the second hour for our Cigar Masters segment. We'll be joined by Jim Colucci of Syndicato Cigars. We featured the Syndicato uh, Cigar Sampler back in the fall in one of our Officers Club selections. Makes great cigars Their Sindicato, the Sindicato Maduro, the Particulares, off the charts. Major backordered situation on that cigar because of its popularity. So we'll talk to Jim in our number two. As always, don't forget, follow me on social media. Twitter, at Cigar Dave Show. Facebook, YouTube, Instagram, Cigar Dave. Just go to CigarDave.com, upper right-hand corner. All the links to our social media feeds may be found there. All right. First up. Received a nice email, complimentary email from one of our lieutenants last week, one of our alphas. He says, General, your January 12th show, magnificent. The first segment, magical. You were in the zone. Great show. Love to hear you riff off the cuff like that. Well, fear not. I will be magical and be in the zone and hopefully magnificent again in this hour, actually for two hours of today's Cigar Dave show. Now, we talked about Gillette. Gillette with their big ad going at, painting men with a broad brush. Basically, their best men can be ad, which as of right now, I'm looking over 26 million views. 
just over 700,000 likes, the thumbs up sign, over $1.2 million dislikes, or $1.2 million, not dollar, but $1.2 million thumbs down dislikes. The comments, over 370,000 running 10 to 1 against Gillette. Gillette, in my estimation, has made a huge mistake. I pledged last week I was done with Gillette. I have only bought Gillette products since the time I was able to shave. I think I started shaving when I was, I don't know, 15, 16, something like that. Always bought Gillette. I had the uh, started with the Gillette Good News, the disposable twin blade. Had the Gillette Atra, Track Two, the Gillette Atra. Then I'm trying to remember. I think it was the Mach Three. Then the Turbo. Then the Fusion. I've had every single Gillette product you can buy, and I've overpaid for those damn blades for thirty some odd years, longer than that, forty years. And their blade prices keep getting more expensive, more expensive, pricier and pricier. Well. I said last week, I'm done with Gillette. Their crassness towards men, painting every alpha male, every man, as somebody that needs to reflect and be better towards women. Start the conversation. Be better. You can be a better man. Sorry, I'm already a great man. I'm a great man towards women. I respect women. I'm a great man towards others. I don't need some little millennial pipsqueak marketing uh, a brand manager telling me or some corporation telling me that I need to improve, that, that a company that basically states every man is toxic. It's not true. I wonder, were the men of World War II that were, scaling, were, were, were taking Iwo Jima, were they toxic? Were the boys and men of World War II that were storming the beaches of Normandy? Uh, Normandy. Was that an, uh, an act of toxic masculinity? How about the firemen and the police and all the first responders on 9-11 into the World Trade Center or into the Pentagon or Shanksville? Were they examples of toxic men or toxic masculinity? The answer is no. But Gillette couldn't help themselves. Because the fact is, Gillette is losing market share like a lead brick. Faster than a 5,000-pound anvil being dropped from a skyscraper. Their market share now, less than 50%. Ten years ago, it was over 70%. Millennials do not shave. If they do, they shave once, twice a week. They've migrated towards Harry's, towards Dollar Shave Club, towards Schick which is exactly what I did. And yesterday I tweeted out pictures. I was in the uh, supermarket checkout, and I said, that's it. I'm done with Gillette. And in fact, the first end cap that I went to, by the register, they were out of the Schick razors, the Schick Hydro 5. And I said, this is very telling. I've never seen them out of, uh, of Schick products before. So I went down a few other aisles. There were two left. I got one. There was a gentleman, I think two or three left. There was a gentleman behind me that said, oh, glad I got one. I'm done with Gillette. I'm not the only one. I guarantee many of you said, enough with Gillette. I'm done with him. Bought the Schick Hydro 5 cents. Didn't know what to expect. Didn't know if I'd get a decent shave. Didn't know if I'd get as good of a shave, a better shave. Had no clue. Never used Schick before 
ever, whether it's disposable, anything. I think before they used to call themselves, I think they had Wilkinson Sword was one of their brand names as well. Never used Schick. Didn't know anything about it. Well, surprise, surprise, I was amazed. First of all, I break out the packaging. I like the, 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 the actual razor itself. The design is very nice. Fits nicely in the hand. You can put your forefinger on. Very nice to shave. I like that. Then I put the blade on. One thing I noticed, the five blades were spaced a little bit further apart than the Gillette Fusion and Pro Fusion. I found that of interest. Also of interest... They have a very unique strip at the top of the razor. They're calling it their, it's their hydrate, energize, or sensitive strip. And what it does is it has seven hydrating gel pools that hydrate throughout each shave with three unique lubricating formulas for a customized shave. Also, their shock absorb technology in the Hydro 5 Sense auto adjusts based on how you shave. It backs off if you apply too much pressure, adds it back when you need it. I found that to be interesting. So I, and I shave in the shower. I like a nice soft beard. I've got a very thick beard. Shave in the shower. I use regular uh, uh, Barbasol or a foamy type of uh, shave cream. Nothing fancy. Don't use, uh, don't have the soap with the brush or anything. I've used the very expensive shave creams. I've found. Just the regular good old-fashioned Barbasol works for me. So I lather up. First, my right side. Take a stroke. Wash the blade. Take a second stroke. Wash, And I start from the sideburn all the way down to the neck. And that's how I go. Then I go against the grain. I was shocked. The right side of my face, I could not believe how comfortable the shave was, how smooth, how close. Did the left side. Fabulous. Did the chin. Very nice. Did the mustache area. Nice. Now, I will say one thing. I did feel that the, they have a, a, an edge trimming strip, trimming blade, just like the Gillette Profusion does on the edge of the, on the top of the blade. I did feel that the Gillette, in all fairness, the Gillette Fusion trimming strip was just a little, trimming blade was just a tad bit better. Just a tad. Not overly huge. So, Schick. As somebody that just tried your razor, that would be the only, only suggestion, piece of constructive criticism I would give you. Make that blade a little bit longer, a little bit sharper. But aside from that, fabulous. Cold water on my face, no nicks, no irritation, much less, I had like no irritation compared to the Gillette. I was blown away. Less expensive in terms of blade refills than the uh, Pro Fusion, the Pro Glide Fusion, or whatever uh, they, they call it, because there's about five different variants of the Fusion and the Pro Fusion. But I was blown away. I have changed to Schick. Now, I should also say, I heard a Harry's ad, and they had a special $3 introduction where I think you get a razor, you get, I think, one or two blades, and they give you a little shave gel or shave cream. So I'm waiting for that. Now, the thing that's important to me, because I travel so much, I can't just rely on getting a blade, a, a blade refill shipped to me you know, once a month or once every six weeks. i got to be able to purchase them. If, if I forget them, I need to be able to go into a retail store. Harry's has a deal with Target. They sell their products and their blades in Target. Schick you can get everywhere. But I am so pleased with Schick. I don't ever foresee myself going back to Gillette, period. Now... 
the CEO of Gillette, or correction, the CEO of Procter & Gamble, which purchased Gillette for $57 or $58 billion 10 years ago, the CEO of Procter & Gamble, David Taylor, was on CNBC from their Davos uh, World Economic Forum coverage in Davos, Switzerland, where all the bigwigs go. All the, uh, the, the, as Bernie Sanders would say, the billionaires, the zillionaires, the trillionaires, they're all having the caviar, they're on the ski slopes, they're all living it up with Davos, Switzerland. And it is a little bit ostentatious. It is a little bit over the top uh, when you see some of the stuff that goes on there. But he was interviewed by one of the anchors for CNBC. We have two cuts I want to play with for you. As I mentioned, their grooming business is in decline. Market share of Gillette, from when they bought it to today, 70% market share, now less than 50%. That, I'm sure, is a little alarming and disconcerting. Here is what David Kelly said in his response to the grooming business in decline. But grooming still remains a challenging category for us, but we're bringing innovation. In fact, one of our biggest innovations is hitting the market right now. And we believe with both innovation and improved communication, and there's been some communication recently that we think is very much connecting with consumers, that we will be able to both grow the the category. Uh, Oh, yes, be the best. And certainly that that was so controversial. That started a conversation. What we want to do is we want to connect with consumers. And there are some things that we do need to talk about. There is an issue with toxic masculinity. And what we wanted to do was show that there are some things, whether it's bullying or sexist behavior, that we can be better. And to me, men are stepping up. And we showed in the commercial very clear examples of that happening. And while there was a very well-organized but small number uh, that did, did not like that initially. What we've seen is each day more and more people coming in and saying they connect with that and they understand that it is a relevant message. Conversation will lead to understanding and improved behavior by all of us. No, I don't need any better behavior. This alpha male doesn't need any better behavior towards women. I respect women, respect the harem, have never had any issues, never had any complaints, never. That's the overwhelming majority. Harvey Weinstein... Les Moonves, uh, uh, Louis C.K., these are all scumbags that represent an infinitesimal, a minuscule percentage of men. And when the CEO of Procter & Gamble, the parent company of Gillette, David Taylor, says, we're communicating and connecting with consumers. What he's doing is basically slapping consumers, male consumers, in the face. And he said... We needed to start a conversation. What you did was start an absolute revolution, a revolution away from Gillette products, such as I have done. Now, I think of the amount, I change my blade once a week. And I've got, uh, I know people, some people, friends of mine say, oh, I can go a month without it. Well, I like changing my blade once. Hey, maybe the Schick blades are better. Maybe I won't need to change it every week. But I can tell you, if that's one blade a week, that's probably going to be to shick $150 a year. Multiply that times the number of millions of men in this country that have said, you know what, enough's enough. I'm not going to buy Gillette anymore. Starting a conversation. How about stating if you want to say, look, there's a small percentage of men that are toxic and those people need to be addressed. But to paint with a broad brush that every single man in the male species are toxic, forget it. Absolutely incorrect. They have done more harm than good, which brings up the next soundbite from Procter & Gamble CEO David Taylor, the sales impact 
of the Best Men Can Be campaign. It's too early really to see, and it only broke a week and a half ago, but we've had 90 million views of that spot, which says it certainly has connected with people, and it started an important conversation. And to me, I think men want to be better on this, and I think men are stepping up. Well, no, it's not connecting. It's not resonating with their prime consumer. And I believe probably 90% or 85% of their consumers are men. They make women's products, but easily 75% of their products are purchased by men. It's not connecting with men in any way, shape, or form. And that's an evidence, it's just evidence looking at the uh, their YouTube. And by the way, they said that, uh, what did he say, 25 million, something like that? It's over 26 million views now. Oh, no, he said 90 million views, and that's probably on all media. It's probably over 95 million, 100 million by now. But he is misconstruing the number of views with connecting with uh, male consumers. Just look at the YouTube uh, page. The Gillette YouTube channel page, by a overwhelming margin, probably, what is it here, almost uh, two to one? Negative. Thumbs down on the ad. The comments, three hundred over 370,000 comments, they're running 10 to 1 negative about the Gillette campaign. They're be- the best men can be. Well, I can tell you this. The best razor that men can use now is not from Gillette. It's from Schick. I have made the change. I'm thrilled that I made the change. I'd be interested to know how many of you have made the change. Go ahead and send me an email, CigarDave at CigarDave.com. Now, there's a company that said, enough's enough. A company that said, men are not toxic. Men should be lauded for what they do. The eGuard Watch Company, I've never heard of the eGuard Watch Company, but eGuard Watch Company CEO Ilan Srulovich saw the Gillette ad and said, enough is enough. They released a rebuttal ad on YouTube celebrating men rather than criticizing men. They included the following note on their YouTube page when they released their rebuttal ad. It's time for society to start celebrating each other, not tearing each other down. The ad has gone absolutely viral, so viral, that the company, eGuard Watch, has been overwhelmed by orders. Many of its products now, their watches, are now backordered. I've never heard of eGuard Watch. After I heard, uh, I actually saw the uh, eGuard CEO, Elon Srulovich, on Fox uh, and Friends a few mornings ago. I said, i got to check this website out. Now, some of the watches are okay, not my cup of tea. But got to love their ad. Here's a man that's an alpha male with balls saying, no way, I'm going to stand up. I'm not going to succumb to this political correctness wave stating that all men are toxic, which is, by the way, another little subtle campaign by the toxic feminists and the radical feminists. Let's play the ad that eGuard Watch Company celebrating men rather than criticizing men like the Gillette ad did. What is a man... Is a man brave? Is a man a hero? 
is a man, is a man a protector. Is a man vulnerable? Is a man disposable? Is a man Broken. Is a man trying? We see the good in men. So the eGuard Watch Company released that ad. The response has been unbelievable. Products are back-ordered. And here's some other interesting notes. Men comprise 93% of workplace fatalities, 97% of war fatalities, 79% of homicide victims, 80% of suicide victims, 75% of the single homeless population, and that half of fathers who are denied visitation rights to their children still financially support them. And by the way, the narrator on that ad was eGuard Watch CEO Ilan Srulovich, and the response was so overwhelming, they've announced they're going to donate $10,000 to the Bob Woodruff Foundation, which is a charity devoted to injured veterans and their families. Bravo to eGuard Watch. Screw Gillette up with Schick Razors. The Cigar Dave Officers Club selection this month is the Alec Bradley New Release Sampler, including the Alec Bradley Magic Toast. This cigar was created by Alan Rubin after toasting a special whiskey to a great crop that would yield this beautiful medium to full-bodied smoke. Want these cigars shipped directly to you each month? Log on to CigarDave.com to join the Officers Club. In 1964, Jose O. Padron began rolling cigars bearing his name in modest surroundings with one guiding principle, always focus on quality, never on quantity. Nearly 40 years later, Padron cigars are recognized for their superior taste and majestic construction. The result of Padron controlling all aspects of the cigar making process, including planting their own seeds, growing and curing their own tobacco, and constantly supervising the rolling room. To Wall Street, it is called vertical integration. To the Padron family, it's called making great cigars. The Padron lines include the Padron 1964 Anniversary Series and the Padron Traditional line. All Padron cigars are wrapped in Nicaraguan sun-grown Habano tobacco, available in natural or maduro. Experience Padron. For your Padron retailer, call 1-800-453-5635. When Padron is on the band, quality is a matter of family honor. 
Surgeon General Warning. Tobacco use increases the risk of infertility, stillbirth, and low birth weight. With an unlimited and secure supply of pleasure sticks available for the general to enjoy, it's time for National Cigar Litation Maneuvers. Well, I have in my hand the January 2019 Cigar Dave Officers Club pouch that contains three fabulous cigars from Alec Bradley. We're calling it their new release sampler, the Alec Bradley Magic Toast, the Alec and Bradley Blind Faith, and the Alec Bradley Black Market Esteli that I shall enjoy today. All three cigars on the medium to medium full-bodied side. And this Alec Bradley Black Market Esteli uh, pays tribute to the Nicaraguan capital of Esteli and to the large cigar industry presence there. It is packed, packed with delightful flavor. Nice notes of uh, some spice, some pepper, some cocoa, four-country blend of Central American tobaccos, Nicaraguan wrapper, a lovely cigar, comes in, uh, let's see, about five different sizes, and I have got in my hand the Toro, six inches in length, 52 ring gauge, or 52 sixty-fourths of an inch, of course, one of my absolute favorite sizes. That, I like a Corona as well, and still like the good old-fashioned Churchill size or double Corona. Can never go wrong with that. But the Alec Bradley Black Market Esteli, just a, a, just a, not a flavor bomb, but it's just packed with, with flavors. Beautiful Sumatra binder, filler tobaccos from Honduras and Panama, which is also very, very rare. Very nice cigar for the Toro, suggested retail in the $8.5 category. Made down in Nicaragua. Just a beautiful looking cigar. Was launched back in the fall of 2017. Very unique band. Covers about two-thirds of the cigar. Once you remove it, just got a nice dark wrapper. Very smooth, very oily, nice aroma. Very nice looking cigar. And that's what I will enjoy today. Cigar altering and highly sharpened leaf exposing device. Self-sharpening double-edged stainless steel guillotine ready to go. Maximum BTU flame-throwing and heat-producing apparatus. I've got very small because I uh, came out early today, and in my pocket I've got a unique little compact design from the Cigar Dave Research and Development Laboratories. Got one little jet flame. It's very small but very compact. You could probably like two cigars on this thing, but it's almost the size, well, a little bit bigger than uh, one of those USB sticks. So very portable, very lightweight. That's what I would use today. Cigar, Cigar pre-lightation checklist complete. No faults detected. Area clear of all enemies of pleasure. Approval to go throttle up in three, two, one. Perfect cut. Just the right amount of the cap. You take it right above the shoulders, right where the 
The round cap starts to curve. We call that the shoulders. You take it just above there. I'll toast the foot of this beautiful-looking Alec Bradley Black Market Esteli. And I should tell you that Alec Bradley Magic Toast is also a delightful cigar. And the Alec and Bradley Blind Faith, the first cigar made by Alec Rubin and Bradley Rubin, the name in which Alec Bradley Cigar, Alan Rubin named the company after, his two sons. Very nice packaging, very nice cigar, unique taste and uh, packaging that stands out. And as I get ready to puff and rotate on this Alec Bradley Black Market SLE, very nice draw. Wow. Mm. Mm. Very nice. Mm. It's a nice spice right off the bat. Mm. Beautiful light even. Mm. Take a few more puffs of this. Mm. Very nice. Not overpowering. A lot of flavor, definitely taste. You get a lot of that Nicaraguan taste, but it is very, very nice. Some nice pepper notes, little mm, dark chocolate, chocolate, very subtle sweetness, mm, little clove spiciness, very pleasant, very nice. All right, now I need the right accompaniment to go with this Alec Bradley Black Market Esteli. Scotch, bourbon, and beer. Commence thirst-quenching libationary maneuvers. Well, need something that's going to obviously pair nicely. And I was just thinking about we are in cold season. And actually, Sergeant Steve. Yes. How is your how is your upper respiratory infection, your URI? It's doing much better today. Well, here is the good news. That whiskey is good for your coughing, your sneezing, uh, any throat relief. It has been known. I have always believed a little bit of whiskey, a little bit of bourbon, little Jack always works. And Dr. William Schaffner, the chair of preventative medicine at Vanderbilt University Medical Center in Nashville, Tennessee, said while it does not have an effect on the virus itself, whiskey can relieve some of the symptoms. The effect on the body can give you some modest symptom relief. The alcohol dilates blood vessels a bit, makes it easier for your mucous membranes to deal with the infection. And we always say a hot toddy is always a good way to go. Nice and warm, nice uh, spirit. The alcohol is good for the throat, the, the nasal passages. So I have selected today a form of whiskey, rye whiskey. And there is a new rye that's going to be coming up. I should be able to get to that story just a little bit later. But rye is actually one of the original American spirits. Everybody thinks bourbon, but rye was much more popular. Back with George Washington was a distiller, rye whiskey was the rage because rye was all over the place. The same type rye that you see on your rye bread, you know, or the rye uh, uh, seeds. Let me pour a little bit. This is the Jack Daniels rye whiskey. I'm just going to put a little bit in here. Okay, crafted with a 70% rye grain bill, natural spring water from the Jack Daniels Cave Spring Hollow, been there, and their time-honored charcoal mellowing process where they actually filter it through charcoal and that gets rid of any oils or imperfections. It is a Tennessee rye whiskey made Lynchburg, distilled in Lynchburg, Tennessee. Master distiller Jeff Arnett, who worked with me on selecting the Jack Daniels, Cigar Dave, 
certified Alpha Selection single barrel about three years ago. Created this. It's a unique rye, has spice, very complex, but very, very smooth. A lot of ryes have a lot of spice, a lot of pepper notes. This has got some of those notes, but it is absolutely smooth. Let me swirl it around and say cheers. Ah, on this crisp day here in the Cigar City, this goes down nice and warmly. Warms the cackles of my throat. Very delicious. Ah, take another sip here. Mm. And I love using a Glencairn whiskey snifter because I can get the aromas as I am sipping. You're inhaling the beautiful aroma. Just a lot of Sweetness on here, very pleasant. And I will tell you, a hot toddy made with a little Jack can never go wrong this time of year. Colds are going around. The <coughs> excuse me, the flu season is upon us. I take a flu shot. Sergeant Steve, do you take a flu shot? Absolutely. Very good. Love these people that say, oh no, taking a flu shot gives you the flu. Then meanwhile, three months later, they're coughing and hacking and wheezing and in bed for 10 days. No, it does not. Now, you can use brandy or scotch in a hot toddy, but to me, bourbon is the absolute best. And here is the ingredients. An ounce of bourbon, I put a shot in there. A tablespoon of honey. Two teaspoons of fresh lemon juice. Quarter cup of boiling water. The bourbon with that alcohol just kind of loosens everything up. The honey, good for your throat. Lemon juice, also good in that hot water. The steam, the heat on the back of the throat in your sinus passages, you cannot go wrong. A hot toddy, highly, highly recommended if you have a cold, upper respiratory infection, or flu season. And basic straight up, you want some Jack Daniels, you want some bourbon, some whiskey, anything. Look, you could even use rum. Anything will do. But one thing I do find, and I've tried this, is that I will take a little bit of the whiskey, and I'll put it in a glass, and I'll put it in the microwave for maybe 20 seconds. You don't want it to boil, but just to get warm. And when you do, it goes down so nicely down that throat. Hope I don't, I wash my hands a ton, use the disinfecting wipes. If I see people that are sneezing or wheezing, I stay away. In fact, a lot of people, when I see, they go to shake my hand, and I can tell they've got some sort of cold. I go, listen, no problem. I don't want to get infected, so I'll just give you a little salute. Okay, great. That works just fine. So, got my Jack Daniels Tennessee rye, 70% rye, 100% Jack Daniels, absolutely magnificent and delicious. By the way, in the first half hour, if you heard something like that in the background, here at Command Center Alpha, I have got Pendragon's Royal Baron, one of my two German Shepherds. My other German Shepherd, Pendragon's Royal Sultan, he's now 13, so he likes to stay at home and kind of relax while the nine-and-a-half-month-old uh, pup Baron uh, comes with me to Command Center Alpha. And uh, I've got an assortment of toys for him. He's got his Buffalo Bills toy, which he got the squeaker out of. He's got... His uh, giant Nyla bone, which uh, shoot off on one end. It's got all sorts of uh, other rope toys. He is a toy-aholic. Loves chewing the toys. Better the toys than the furniture 
or the carpet or anything else. All right, when we come back, I still have much to get to. I want to get to some emails from some of our alphas. And also, I have a very disturbing case of toxic femininity. Never miss a minute of the show when you download the Cigar Dave mobile app for Apple, Android, and Kindle devices. You can listen to our 24-7 continuous stream of the latest show or download the recent podcasts to listen to anytime on your mobile device. Get the Cigar Dave mobile app in the App Store. Search Cigar Dave. America is under attack. Basic freedoms, privileges, and acts that we would normally take for granted are disappearing each day, including the simple ability to enjoy a cigar. This is Glenn Loop, Executive Director of Cigar Rights of America, CRA. At a time when elected officials should be thinking about education, public safety, and creating jobs, they are actually thinking about smoking bans, new taxes, and regulations of historic proportions on premium cigars. The cigars that provide us with pleasure, relaxation, and fellowship are under attack. We have to stop it. That's why Cigar Rights of America was created, to work for a new political day for cigar enthusiasts across America, to roll back restrictive laws and defeat onerous taxes and regulations that impact everyone from your local cigar shop to your personal humidor. For the price of a few great cigars, be a part of this effort to protect your right to enjoy a cigar without excessive taxation and cumbersome legislation. Go to CigarRights.org. Let's tell the government we've had enough. Join now, CigarRights.org. In 2018, we featured exceptional cigars monthly in the Cigar Dave Officers Club selections. And I am pleased to tell you that for 2019, we start the exact same way with a trio of fabulous cigars from Alec Bradley. It is the world of Alec Bradley featuring two of their new cigars and one cigar flying off the shelves. First up, the Alec Bradley Magic Toast. Medium to full flavored, this was conceived in the tobacco fields in Honduras. A beautiful, rich flavored cigar. Next up, from Alan Rubin's two sons, Alec and Bradley Rubin, they created their own cigar called Alec and Bradley Blind Faith. Three different filler tobaccos from Esteli, Nicaragua. Rich, full flavored, very unique cigar in packaging. And lastly, the Alec Bradley Black Market Esteli. Another medium to full bodied cigar. Three great cigars from Alec Bradley. If you're not a member of the Officers Club, $22.95 per month gets you the latest and greatest in the world of cigars. Go to CigarDave.com now and join the Officers Club. Defending your rights to life, liberty, and the pursuit of pleasure. It's the General Cigar Dave. Well, we have heard much about toxic masculinity. But there is an epidemic of toxic femininity that rages across the globe. Latest example comes from Deutschland, Germany. A female coach in one of Germany's top soccer leagues scoffed at woman's empowerment by joking that she selects her male players based on penis size. Imke Webenhorst. Let me try to say it like in German. Imke Webenhorst, yeah! A former German women's midfielder recently took over as coach for the men's soccer team BV Klampenberg. 
But Webenhorst is not at all interested in being the face of women's empowerment. The German newspaper Welt recently asked half-jokingly if Coach Webenhorst calls into the locker room before entering to give players time to cover up before she walks in. She said, and I quote, Of course not. I'm a professional. I base my selections on penis lengths. Oh, the outrage of that display of toxic femininity. As a man, I feel that we are more than just pieces of meat the length of our tallywhackers. This is an outrage. We are much more than that. Hashtag me too. Now, she was saying it jokingly. And as it personally, I look and say, okay, you know what? That was kind of funny. Can you imagine if a male coach of a female soccer team was asked, well, what do you, how do you select your players? And he said, by the size of their boobs or the size of their racks. Can you imagine the outrage? Outrage feminists would be jumping up and down, calling for him not only to be fired, but to be executed. You would have feminists screaming, saying, this is what he he values. Women have much more worth and value than just a pair of boobs and knockers. You would have outrage from every corner of the globe. Instead, not a sound. Not a word. Nothing. Zero. Nada. There is an absolute double standard. And by the way, I think it was funny what she said. Yeah, uh, by the size of his unit, by the size of his member, his tallywhacker, as they say in the UK. But again, if this were on the opposite side, look out. Every, uh, I guarantee you, the coach would have been fired, would have been extra, basically permanently banned from any coaching job. He would have to go to sensitivity training to anger management, he would have to apologize saying, I didn't really realize the effect of my words. I, I, I don't judge a woman's ability to play based on the size of her rack. I'm so wrong, and I'm going to donate to some feminist cause, and I'm going to, this is a teachable moment for me, I'm going to try to channel my inner feminist and try to sing Kumbaya and hold hands with women and try to be a better man. That's exactly what you would have heard. But if it's a woman doing it or saying it, nothing. Toxic femininity. It exists. It is out there as a man. It is unacceptable to me. All right, let's talk about some spirits news. Before I do that, let me take a sip of my Jack Daniels Tennessee rye whiskey. Mmm. Oh, that is nice. Nice on this crisp day. By the way, I see it's crisp and cool in most of the country. So this Jack Daniels Tennessee rye would go very nicely down the throat to keep you warm in front of a fire with your cigar properly toasted. Old Forster, the first ever bourbon distiller that put their bourbon in bottles going way back. That's their claim to fame. First time in 150 years. Old Forster, the Louisville-based bourbon distiller, will introduce a new Kentucky straight rye whiskey. Its first rye grain recipe in 150 years. And as you know, what's the difference between bourbon whiskey and rye whiskey? By law, bourbon whiskey must contain at least 51% corn, whereas American rye whiskey must contain at least 51% rye grain in its mash bill. 
And as I mentioned, rye, a little bit spicier, more floral on the nose. They're closing in on a big trend. Rye whiskey is on the rise. Here's a perfect example. In 2009, retail revenue, or correction, wholesale revenue, supplier revenue generated from rye whiskey was $15 million. Inconsequential, very small portion of the overall whiskey market. However, a big change, a big shift has occurred. In 2016, seven years later, rye whiskey, $160 million in supplier revenue. And now, I would venture to say it's probably pushing $170, $180 million. Wouldn't surprise me if it exceeds $200 million. Campbell Brown, the old Forster president, said, Our signature bourbon recipe has done this brand proud through Prohibition, World Wars, and changing consumer palates. This January, we will create a new tradition with a Kentucky straight rye that will capture the hearts and excite the palates of experienced rye drinkers and curious whiskey enthusiasts alike. The Old Forester rye was crafted by master distiller Chris Morris and master taster Jackie Zykin. And the mash bill contains 65% rye, 20% malted barley, and 15% corn, 100 proof or 50% alcohol by volume. It will be available beginning February 1st. Suggested retail, $22.99, so $23. Bucks. That's a damn good price for Old Forster. I mean, Old Forster is just a great... We've, we've sampled Old Forster on the show many times. They repackaged their Old Forster bourbons about two years ago. Really, really exceptional. And I cannot wait to try this rye. So it's going to be 65% rye, 20% malted barley, 15% corn. So you get a little bit of sweetness from the corn, a little mellowing from the barley, and you get that 65% rye, which definitely gives you a little bit more of that uh, spiciness. So cannot wait to see that. Interesting. Austin, Texas. Been there. Great town. In fact, when I uh, was on uh, Operation SAM, Special Alpha Mission 111, to visit Richard Overton two years ago in Austin, really got to know Austin pretty well. Great town. Very cool, uh, vibrant city. A lot of things to do. Great uh, music area downtown. Just a cool vibe. The University of Texas, Austin campus, very, very uh, alive and cool, cool area. Really enjoyed my visit to Austin. Got to go back there again. The Hilton Austin has a bourbon bar within the Cannon Bell Restaurant. They serve whiskey cocktails, whiskey flights, or whiskey trails as they call them, neat or on-the-rocks pours of bourbon, rye, and Japanese whiskeys, but that's all they carry is Whiskey. No beer, no wine, no rum, no other spirits. All they carry at the bourbon bar is whiskey. And one of their big signature offerings is the build your old fashioned option has already proven popular. Simple classic cocktail with uh, whiskey, agonorsa bitter, or angostura bitter, angostura bitters, a sugar cube made to your specifications which is very, very cool. Nice whiskey flights, whiskey trails, Japanese, Kentucky bourbon, Texas bourbon, New York bourbon, Virginia bourbon and whiskey. Very, very cool. East 4th Street in Austin. Next time I go down there, I'm going to have to check it out. Actually, there's a hotel in Buckhead in uh, the suburb of Atlanta. Has a bourbon whiskey bar. Fantastic. Great selection as well. Bourbon bars 
Nothing wrong with that. Hour two of the Cigar Dave Show is next. This is AMEN, the Alpha Male Entertainment Network. from Humidor 1A in the cigar city of Tampa, Florida, USA. Welcome to the Cigar Dave Show, your weekly excursion into the world of cigars, spirits, and diversions. The cigar and pleasure-friendly hotlines are open. 877-DAVE-007. Now, fire up a cigar and pour yourself a cocktail. It's time. For the General, General Cigar, Cigar Day. The foremost authority on alpha male pleasure maneuvers in the alpha male lifestyle. That includes cigars, spirits, diversions, travel, dice, dames, and now shaving. As I have brought my shaving horizons, I am no longer a Gillette man. Proud to say I am a Schick man. Love the Schick razor that I am now using, I cannot get over the silky smoothness that the Schick Hydro 5 Cents razor gave me. Love that little lubricating strip. Beautiful job. Fantastic. And we had a lot of overwhelming response talking last week at Gillette's ad campaign, taking a swipe against men, basically painting every man as toxic masculine man and I said we will have none of it and we went through it last week in the beginning of this hour we talked about that and we uh, shared with you the comments of the Procter & Gamble CEO about uh, the ad campaign which I think is going to go down as one of the worst ad campaigns and worst consumer product failures Probably worse than New Coke. Remember when New Coke came out? What an unmitigated disaster. Hey, the old Coke was great. Why screw with it? Oh, we got New Coke. Better formula. Absolute unmitigated disaster. Same thing with Gillette. So before we get to our guest in the next segment, Jim Colucci of Syndicato Cigars and our Cigar Masters uh, series this afternoon, I want to share some emails with you from, uh, and I'm, I've called it down to just about four or five. This comes to us from Lieutenant Jonathan. General, I'm glad you brought attention to the Gillette commercial. This was the first I had heard of it. After hearing this ad, I'd shave with a butter knife before I'd buy another Gillette. I switched from them several years ago to Harry's when Harry's first came out. I have a coarse beard as well, and it does a great job on mine. I personally think you give a better, they give you a better shave than Gillette and are much more affordable. Definitely check out Harry's. I am absolutely going to do that, Jonathan. It's normally 8 bucks for the sampler pack, but I actually heard a, a code that you can use, 3 bucks. So I'm going to do it, see what it's like. And the thing I like about Harry's is that also they are available at Target. So if I'm ever traveling and I run out of blades or something happens, I can always pick up some of those blades. So we'll check that out. No ifs, ands, or buts. This comes to us from Lieutenant Dean. Greetings and Long Ashes General as an alternative to the ordinary Gillette products. I hardly recommend the classic manly art of the double-edged razor. I received a ton of emails, by the way, on the double-edged razor, which I'm going to share with you. It's the old-fashioned, the ones that, uh, you know, like your grandfather used to stick the blade in, you'd, you'd screw the thing, and they like the, uh, the top cover would close up. 
So he goes on to say, like cigars, the options are numerous, from inexpensive drugstore razors to upper-end razors that are works of art. Double-edged razors offer the benefit of buying ridiculously low-priced, excellent blades while saving money for good razors that are companions to other manly arts such as fine lighters, cutters, flasks, etc., I own three Gillette razors, none newer than 1963 from back when Gillette made quality products for alpha males. But I have my best memories when I shave with my late father, Schick Kronos, from the 1960s. Lieutenant Jeff from Texas says, General, real men only need one blade at a time. I've been shaving with double-edged razor blades, real soap, and a brush since I was 15, and I will turn 60 next month. With proper technique... And some face preparation. An alpha male may enjoy a great shave every morning. BBS, baby, but smooth. And not spend an arm and a leg for these five blade monstrosities. And you can get blades made by quality manufacturers other than Gillette. Come on, General. Our grandfathers and fathers knew what a great shave was, and real men today can enjoy one too. Slather on some traditional Pinot Club Man when you finish and you can enjoy true toxic masculinity. Screw today's Gillette. I bet King Gillette is rolling in his grave. Well, I got to tell you, that Pinot Club man, splash a little bit on afterward. I love that. When I go to the barber, even to this day, they splash a little bit on, you know, when they shave your neck. It's just very refreshing. I love Pinot Club man. Got that at a lot of golf clubs. Can't go wrong with that. All right. Here's another one uh, from Lieutenant Fred General. Keep up the good work, love your show, Refer, or in reference to your comments on razors. On 19 January 2019, I use a Schick Hydro 5 and change my 5-blade attachment every 8 to 12 months. What? 8 to 12 months? He says, a metallurgist told me that the chemical action of water not cutting beard hairs, or not cutting beard hair, dulls the blade edges. So if you go to Walmart and buy a cheap hair uh, dryer... 13 to 15 bucks, blast the blades for about 15 to 20 seconds after shaving, the razor will last, and it's true. I've been doing it for years, and my blades last for about a year. This will work for any brand of razor blade. That's from Lieutenant Fred in Pensacola in the panhandle here of the Sunshine State of Florida. So wait, let me get this straight. A metallurgist told him that the chemical reaction of water, not cutting beard hair, Dulls the blade, blade edges. I guess what he's saying is it's the water that, that takes the effect. It's not the beard, the, uh, the actual beard itself that makes it dull. I'll try that. I don't know if it works, but I don't think I could get 8 to 12 months out of one blade. But, hey, Fred, if it works for you, have at it, my friend. All right, this comes uh, to us from Lieutenant David. He says, Long Ashes General David in Detroit using Harry's for three years. Superior blades. To Mach 3 or ProGlide, I get two weeks per blade versus one to one and a half for the Gillette blades. I have a very tough beard. Give them a try. All right? So there's another uh, for Harry's. We've got three for Harry's. Now, this is a longer analysis here. And this comes to us uh, from Lieutenant Tom, Alpha Tom, General. On the alpha male side of things, I'd make a suggestion on your quest to abandon Gillette, shave like your daddy did. The old double-edged safety razor is alive and well. I've been using them for about four years now and get absolutely wonderful shaves with less irritation and a much lower cost per shave compared to any Gillette product available in the U.S. Gillette, Gillette stopped selling a double-edged 
double-edged shavers in the U.S. so they could push more blades on us at a higher cost. Their patents had run out on the old DE razor design, so they couldn't control prices as they once were able to do. So they started designing new systems which would cost their customers more and more moolah. Schick also benefited from the razor wars as they could also add blades and charge more, but always a little less than Gillette. Well, I have to tell you, after using the the, uh, Schick uh, Hydrate 5, I think it's a better blade. I think the design is better, better blade. The only thing I want to see on that Chick Hydrate 5 is a better single-blade edge trimmer. So you get around the mustache, you're around the nose just a little bit better in the sideburns. All right, he goes on to say, but the DE razor design and lower costs have remained popular in most of the rest of the world. Russia is a huge market for the DE shavers. Hmm, maybe we should call Bob Mueller. Investigate that. Russia, double-edged razor blades there. Is there a conspiracy in Russia? He says, also, a good portion of Europe, India, and many poorer nations still use a double-edged shaver. The high-cost shaving systems haven't taken over there as yet, so there's still razors being made and blades being produced to fill those razors. He goes on to say there's different styles and different prices. He said, the website Badger and Blade, which is a place where men who enjoy the hobby of old shaving technology gather to discuss and recommend techniques and products. Tremendous source of information on old-time shaving, blades, soaps, brushes, and lotions for after the shave. Personally, I use a brush and soap, and it increases my enjoyment of taking that curse of facial brillo off my mug. Keep up the fight for the alphas, General. We don't have to bend to the wimpy trend of the metro males out there. Sad to see that Gillette has decided to pursue the path they have, but that doesn't mean we have to keep throwing out money at them. P.S. Dollar Shave Club was purchased by Unilever because they didn't have any products like razors in the personal care space. You were right on the price, though. Harry's remains independent. Dollar Shave Club sells shavers from a Korean company called Dorco. All they're doing is importing them and providing a subscription model. Harry's, however, does make their own product in Germany. The company which owns Schick is the company which started out as the EverReady Battery Company. They have expanded. He is correct. It is a part of another holding company. They own EverReady Batteries. They own Schick. And by the way, the Schick brand in Europe it goes by Wilkinson Sword, which you used to see here in the U.S. as well. So very clearly, people are saying Harry's, the double-edged razor, where you get one blade on each side. I'm not sure if I want to go that route, but maybe I'll try it. I don't know, but I'm just so happy with my Schick Hydrate 5. I see no reason to change, but I am going to try the... The, uh, the Harry's sampler razor and the two blades, I think, that comes with it. We'll give them a try as well, and we'll report fairly and squarely on that. But I am proud to say I am no longer a Gillette man. Gillette Fusion and G- Gillette, your expensive blades, sayonara, bye-bye, adios, arrivederci. And you can take your toxic masculinity broad brush with you and screw all of you at Gillette. We'll come back with Jim Colucci from... The uh, upstart, not not so so much as an upstart anymore, but still a boutique uh, cigar manufacturer. Interesting story behind them. Who owns them? Syndicato Cigars. We'll talk with Jim around the corner. This month's Cigar Dave Officers Club selection is the Alec Bradley New Release Sampler, including the Alec Bradley Blind Faith. This cigar features a silky smooth wrapper from Alec Bradley's proprietary farm in Nicaragua for a blend that is both rich and full-flavored. Get cigars like these shipped directly to you every month by joining the Cigar Dave Officers Club today. Get details at CigarDave.com.
1964, Jose O. Padron began rolling cigars bearing his name in modest surroundings with one guiding principle, always focus on quality, never on quantity. Nearly 40 years later, Padron cigars are recognized for their superior taste and majestic construction. The result of Padron controlling all aspects of the cigar-making process, including planting their own seeds, growing and curing their own tobacco, and constantly supervising the rolling room. To Wall Street, it is called vertical integration. To the Padron family, it's called making great cigars. The Padron lines include the Padron 1964 Anniversary Series and the Padron Traditional line. All Padron cigars are wrapped in Nicaraguan sun-grown Habano tobacco, available in natural or maduro. Experience Padron. For your Padron retailer, call 1-800-453-5635. When Padron is on the band, quality is a matter of family honor. Surgeon General Warning. Tobacco use increases the risk of infertility, stillbirth, and low birth weight. The Cigar Dave Show is available 24-7, 365 via the Cigar Dave mobile app for Android, iPhone, as well as Amazon Kindle. You don't need to be in front of a radio. You just need to have your mobile device ready to go. And you can listen to me take on the enemies of pleasure. Talk about the alpha male good life as we talk cigars, spirits, diversions, grilling, everything associated with the alpha male good life. So go download the Cigar Dave mobile app today, presented by Diamond Crown. And you can listen to the show live, noon to 2 Eastern time, anywhere around the world. And as soon as the show is done, we run a continuous loop. The show is also available on demand. Also our Twitter feed, Facebook feed, and the ability for you to record a message and send it directly to us. So go right now. If you've got an Android, an iPhone, or the Amazon Kindle, Go and download the Cigar Dave mobile app presented by Diamond Crown. Never miss a minute of a Cigar Dave show with the Cigar Dave mobile app. Foremost authority on cigars, spirits, diversions, and the good life. The General Cigar Dave. And we welcome for our Cigar Masters uh, segments Jim Colucci of Syndicato Cigars, longtime friend and longtime cigar industry veteran. Hey, Jim, welcome to the Cigar Dave Show. Been a while since we've had you on. Yes, it has, Dave. How are you? I am well. I was just thinking about this. I think we've known each other now, I want to say, 23 years, going back to when you became the uh, executive VP of sales and marketing for not only mass market cigars, but took on premium cigars. I think that was what, like 1998? Yes, it was. 1998, exactly. March. Yep, so March, 20, 20 March years. Yeah, it'd be, be, yep, it'd be 31 years. Wait, wait, 90, 21 years, Dave. 20, uh, 20, yeah, uh, that's right. We're in 2019. Hello. I, I keep thinking yeah. we're in, I st I'm still writing 2018 on my checks. It takes about yeah. two months till I make that transition. You're exactly right. So it's going to be 21 yeah. years. And, yeah, it uh, happened in February, February of that's uh, right. 1998. That's exactly right. And, uh, but let's talk about your background because you were with Altatus uh, for many years. But what was your first job out of college with Altatus? No, my no, my first job out of college was with General Foods, which is now Kraft Foods. That's right. That's right, Kraft. That's exactly right. So what did you do for Kraft? First, I started off as a young salesman on the street, 
Uh, it was General Foods, not Kraft back then. But the, right. uh, I was in the uh, food products division, which was Jell-O, Minute Rice, and stuff like that. And uh, I became a territory manager uh, in 19, you know, within three years. And uh, then I got a phone call from somebody and said, would you like to interview a consolidated cigar? That was February of 1974. And, 1974. Uh, and consolidated cigar at that time was owned by Gulf and Western, which was a big conglomerate. Correct. Uh, it was owned by Gulf and Western. For previously, it been owned it was a private company, and Gulf and Western bought it in the uh, the late '60s, Dave. And uh, there were a bunch of General Foods people actually at the president Alex Brain. It was a General Foods guy, uh, John Gaffello, who was the uh, senior vice president of sales and marketing, was a General Foods guy, and uh, I went for an interview and. Uh, I really wasn't very interested because I was a non-smoker, all right? But they made it sound very appealing. And I think I've told you the story is that the last interview, which was the third, uh, John Gaffella, who uh, we got to be good friends over the years, uh, even after I, he left the company, uh, said to me, you know, you've been on three interviews and never once did you ask for a cigar. And I said, well, I, I don't smoke cigars. And he says, well, how could you work for a cigar company and not smoke cigars? I says, well, I'm going to take either this job or the other job I'm interviewing. And they didn't ask me to use their product. He said, what company would not ask you to use their product? I said, it was Tampax. And so he gave me the job. <laughs> and so he said, you know what? I'll give you the job. And that's how uh, it started. So it was either between that selling uh, Tampax or cigars, and uh, yep. you went the cigar route, and you've been in pretty much ever since. Some some nineteen seventy four on. So uh, what is that? Forty five years now. Right, and then uh, when it was consolidated cigar, um, the company was taken over. It was purchased by Ron Perlman and Theo Folds came in, and uh, uh, you were already at the company by then, correct? Uh, well, let's put it this way. I left for a couple of years and then came back. All right. I, I went, I, I left consolidated because I didn't like the way it was heading. And, uh, when Ron Perlman bought the company, Theo Fultz was made president. Theo gave me a call and said, uh, lots of people told me you might be interested in coming back as VP of sales. So, uh, that's how it started. And, uh, I came back. Uh, after a two and a half year hiatus, and uh, I never left the industry since then again, until I basically retired in 2011 from Altidus, and uh, I got didn't take me long to get the itch to get back in, and st I started working on a couple of brands that I was going to make my own, and have my own company, and then uh, a couple of my buddy friends in retail business said, hey. We're thinking about starting a company. Would you run it? And I said, well, if you guys want me to, I consider it. And so basically I took my brands that I was developing for myself and uh, created a affinity. And then later on, we created Syndicato with those brands. All right. So Syndica So it's an amalgamation of retailers that own Syndicato, correct? Right. There are 45 retail members and myself are the owners of the company. Gotcha. So that's very unique because you have retailers that basically got together and said, look, you know, we want to uh, come up with some of our own brands. But the Syndicato brands are sold at more than just 45 
uh, stores, they're sold to any retailer in the country, correct? There, yes, we have more non-mem, you know, non-stockholders than we have, uh, you know, than stockholders. We have probably about 150, 200 non-members of Syndicato, and that that's going to grow because I told you recently we we've uh, got, gone into an arrangement with Gurkha Cigars. Okay, which is now uh, it's official now, Dave. It's out in the public that Gurkha Salesforce is representing Syndicato Cigars as our sales force out there. And so I now, taken, and, and go ahead. And I take it on that other position. Ah, so we this is the first time being announced. I knew this earlier this week, but we can now make it official. Why don't you go ahead and make it official, Jim? Okay, so besides being the president and CEO of Syndicato Cigars, I'm taking on the responsibility and the presidency and the COO of Gurkha Cigars. Well, congratulations. So, Kaizad Hansodia, who is running everything, he's now uh, turning it over to you. And uh, Kaizad can still uh, concentrate on the great packaging and all the other uh, wizardry that he handles. Right. Plus his, his other businesses, which, which was g- getting him basically uh, in a little trouble because he couldn't do both. He couldn't do his other businesses that he's involved with and keep on top of the cigar business. So the day-to-day operations of the business and the sales fall on to me and Kay is going to, Kaisart is going to be in charge of continuing to come up with great packaging ideas and, and other things that he does for, for us. So this is a Cigar Dave exclusive. Jim Colucci just right. announced that uh, Gurkha is taking over the distribution of Syndicato. And Jim Colucci has just been named president and COO of Gurkha Cigar Company. That is correct. First, first announcement officially in the public on Cigar Dave Radio. Well, congratulations, Jim. And... Uh, you don't have a big learning curve because the nice thing is your office for Syndicato, you were renting some space from Gurkha, so it actually makes a very easy transition. You don't have to move very far. No. <laughs> you make me You make me We'll take it from here, Jim. Don't worry about it. So when we come back, we will continue our conversation with the president of Syndicato and now also the president and chief operating officer of Gurkha Cigar. We'll talk about the uh, Syndicato lineup, when they started. They've got some, well, they got a whole bunch of cigars we featured in the Officers Club that have just gone through the charts. Their most recent uh, addition to their portfolio, Particularis, absolute home run. We'll talk about it around the corner. The General is always on Twitter, delivering breaking news, giving you the latest intel on cigars, and battling the enemies of pleasure. Chat with the General now at Cigar Dave Show. In 2018, we featured exceptional cigars monthly in the Cigar Dave Officers Club selections. And I am pleased to tell you that for 2019, we start the exact same way with a trio of fabulous cigars from Alec Bradley. It is the world of Alec Bradley featuring two of their new cigars and one cigar flying off the shelves. First up, the Alec Bradley Magic Toast, medium to full flavored. This was conceived in the tobacco fields in Honduras, a beautiful, rich flavored cigar. Next up, From Alan Rubin's two sons, Alec and Bradley Rubin, they created their own cigar called Alec 
and Bradley Blind Faith. Three different filler tobaccos from Esteli, Nicaragua. Rich, full-flavored, very unique cigar and packaging. And lastly, the Alec Bradley Black Market Esteli, another medium to full-bodied cigar. Three great cigars from Alec Bradley. If you're not a member of the Officers Club, $22.95 per month gets you the latest and greatest in the world of cigars. Go to CigarDave.com now and join the Officers Club. Periodically made in the USA, America's alpha male-in-chief, Cigar Dave. And we welcome back to our Cigar Master Series, Jim Colucci, the president of Syndicato Cigar, and just announced exclusively in the previous segment here on the Cigar Dave Show, was just named the president and chief operating officer of Gurkha Cigars. And Gurkha will now overhandle, uh, will oversee the the sales of Syndicato as well. And Jim, we have featured the Syndicato. We did a vertical tasting, did a Syndicato sampler uh, last July featuring the Syndicato Maduro, the Particulares, and the Cubico, which I want to get to. But the first brand that was launched, what is it now, about six years ago, I think was the Affinity, correct? Yes, uh, six. Well, a little less than six years ago, but uh, at the show in 2013, we launched Affinity. So, in the IPCPR show in July of 2013, we launched the Affinity brand. Now, the Affinity comes in both a Connecticut, a natural, and a Maduro. Right. Uh, the Maduro was, was just released in 2018, but the uh, Ecuador, Connecticut one has been uh, one of our best sellers since day one. Uh, obviously, if you remember, I told you when I was doing it, I felt that uh, while everybody else in the industry tries to come out first with a strong cigar, I knew that the bulk of the industry, people don't want to realize it, is really in the mild, the medium, you know, and that's why we came out with the uh, Affinity, which is an Ecuador, Connecticut, with a uh, Nicaraguan binder and Nicaraguan and Dominican filler. It's very similar to a product I used to sell in my old company. Right. And in fact, you were the man that created the Romeo e Giulietta Reserva Real. You were in charge of uh, creating that. And I remember at the time you said, I need to come out with a mild, mild, medium cigar that could really stand uh, up in the marketplace. And that has been a huge hit to this day. Yeah. I, you know, Romeo Real, uh, you know, with the Ecuador, Connecticut and Monte Cristo White were launched at the same time. Uh, little different blend in each one, but uh, Monte Cristo and, and the Romeo Real were, were both big hits by being with Ecuador, Connecticut. And, you know, we moved away from uh, Connecticut rap. Uh, I, I personally feel that the Connecticut, Ecuador, Connecticut is a, uh, has a lot more flavor to it. And also I think it looks better on a cigar has less blemishes and everything. And, uh, it's become one of the premier rappers. I mean, all the big guys, Best sales are in Ecuador, Connecticut, and, and it's been a winner for us with Affinity because it's priced right. We have it in the in the range of six dollars and fifty cents to eight dollars and twenty cents. So yeah, it's so in that, right in that, that value is, sweet spot. Right, and and it's like I said, it's a great cigar. I mean, it's it's got nothing but ninety plus reviews, and, and considering it's a, a mild cigar, you know, a lot of these ratings 
more people have a tendency to base ratings on the strength of the cigar versus the quality of the smoke, you know. And, uh, and I'm the a affinity... Oh, go ahead, yeah. Jim. No, I was just saying, I'm a believer that, you know, 70% of the market out there is really mild to medium. I totally concur. I think that uh, a lot of the fuller-flavored cigars get a lot of the acclaim and get a lot of the attention, but when you look at things, it's really the mild, <clears throat> mild medium where most of the sales, and, and the, the proof is in the pudding. You talk to retailers across the country and say, what do you think your biggest sellers are? And every one that they'll name tends to be on the mild, mild to medium side. Correct. You know, I mean, it's just it's the same with Cuban cigars, Dave. A lot of people think Cuban cigars are so strong. I smoke Cuban cigars. I get a couple of guys who come here all the time and, you know, from uh, Europe, and they give me the latest and greatest from, uh, from Cuba. And they're really not that strong. I mean, I've tasted better cigars stronger from Nicaragua. So I think just the perception is that Cuban cigars are these strong, strong cigars. And even the people in Europe, they go for mild cigars. And I think that's why uh, you see that when you look at the numbers now, I remember when uh, the European numbers were 95% Cuban and 5% other. And now it's probably closing in on 70, 30. And, and soon I think the Cubans will be in the 60s. Right. No question about it. Now, the Affinity Maduro that you launched last year, Nicaraguan-based uh, blend, ups the strength, uh, got a nice Connecticut broadleaf wrapper, Nicaraguan filler and binder, so it's definitely got a little bit more oomph, a little bit more uh, zest, if you will, than the Affinity uh, Connecticut. Correct. Yeah, it's a little stronger, and uh, it's interesting. We, did, we didn't use the uh, Mexican Marone on this one, you know, because I felt I had the Mexican uh, Marone or San Andres Marone on the Sindicato Maduro, so I wanted to come out with a Connecticut broadleaf on the Affinity. You know, I I, I like Connecticut broadleaf. I think it's a great tasting. Uh, they got a lot product. of nice sweetness on the uh, on the yeah. you know, on the palate. Yeah, yeah, it's a little more sweeter I think than the uh, than the San Andres Marone. But I, I the San Andres Marone is a is still a great wrapper, it, and uh, you have to make you know they the, both people don't realize the. The Maduro wrappers, both the San Andres Marone and the uh, and the Connecticut Broadleaf, you meant you just mentioned the sweetness have a tendency to tame down the blend. So you must use a stronger blend to make a balance. Like just on on the Sindicato cigars, the blend on the Sindicato Maduro is much stronger than the uh, the the Corojo. However, when you put the Mexican uh, Marone on it. Uh, it tends to put them almost at an even taste and uh, flavor profile because of the uh, the wrapper. Well, that's the perfect seg into uh, the next cigar that I want to talk about from Sindicato. Jim Colucci, the president of Sindicato Cigar, and now the newly announced president and chief operating officer of Gurkha Cigar, our guest today in our Cigar Masters series. Last July for the Cigar Dave Officers Club, we featured the Sindicato Maduro. But before we get into the Sindicato Maduro, let's just talk about the Sindicato Natural, which is an absolutely a delightful cigar. You know, just the pigtail on the cap, Beautiful stick, and that really, I think, also puts Syndicato on the map. Yeah, I, I, you know, when, when we did this cigar, uh, I went to somebody I thought had probably the best Nicaraguan tobacco, and that's uh, Eduardo Fernandez of uh, Aganor Salif. And uh, at the time, uh, 
uh, he, you know, told me that he had this great uh, rapper, Corojo, that he had grown under shade. And he wanted me to look at it. And I looked at it. It was just gorgeous. I couldn't believe this was a rapper coming from uh, Nicaragua and that it was a Corojo. And that he had, it just looked beautiful. It had consistent color and everything. And it was light colored. It, it kind of reminded me a lot of some of the Cuban rappers that I, I always loved. L the light color and the taste was uh, perfection as far as I was concerned. And uh, Arsenio Ramos, may he rest in peace, uh, was there and he worked with me and he created a great blend. Uh, he created two blends. One that I felt was a little too strong for us in the beginning and that was the one I told you that we took the blend on the the second blend and put the Mexican Marone on it and the Sindicato Maduro uh, with the uh, that wrapper and the stronger blend made the two cigars almost have the same kind of taste profile. Uh, but Dave, that that Corojo, it, it's just a gorgeous cigar and the way they created that cigar and make it, uh, it's it's beyond me. I I just can't believe how, how, what a great factory they are. I mean, the factories in Nicaragua have have done such great things. All the factories down there. I mean, it's it's not surprising that they surpassed uh, Dominican Republic as the number one cigar country, you know, in America. Well, let's talk about one more time. So, the first of all, the wrapper. You have a shade grown <laughs> Corojo on the natural, right? And mm -hmm. you have uh, what a, a Nicaragua a Maduro. A, what's what's the Maduro wrapper? The Maduro wrapper is uh, San Andres Marón, okay? San Andres Marón, which, as we know, the Torrents, and you go it's, way back to them with, with Altadas, that wrapper right. is, at one time, Jim, you had many people that said, oh, I'm not going to Mexican, forget Mexican tobacco, and there has been a huge renaissance. Now people are proud to say, I love that Mexican Marón wrapper, I want to get more of it. Now it's one of the most popular Maduro wrappers available, if you can get it. Yeah, and... Uh... You know, the Torrents now are, are so popular because of that wrapper. You know, be, like you said before, I mean, it, it, it was always available on Tiamo Maduro's, but nobody wanted it. Right. And, and it's really and, amazing what a few years, the difference. Now everybody wants their hands on it. Right. And uh, and the cost, obviously, as people, the demand goes up, the cost goes up. So, and same with uh, the Connecticut Broadleaf, the cost keeps going up, skyrocketing. As more and more people are making uh, premium cigars with Connecticut broadleaf, uh, then they started switching to Connecticut broadleaf because the Mexican Marone was going up. It's funny how things happen. Demand changes pricing in the tobacco industry. And, uh, no question. Well, so getting back to the cigar, Dave, on, on, the, on the natural or the Corojo uh, wrapper, they, uh, it has a double binder from uh, Nicaragua an Esteli and Condega binder, okay? And the fillers are for, from Condega and Jalapa and Esteli uh, in the cigar. And the suggested retail, uh, Jim, ballpark uh, for the Sindicato and Sindicato Maduro? All right. The Sindicato and Sindicato Maduro are priced exactly the same for both. It doesn't matter whether you buy the natural or the, the Maduro. And the price is, a B2, is $8.25 for the Corona, to 995 for the 60 by 6. So you got a Robusto at 850, a Toro at 895, and the Magnum the 60 by 6 at 995 for both natural or Maduro. 
Well, we featured the Sindicato Maduro in the Officers Club last July, 2018, and the response was fantastic. Uh, just a great cigar. <laughs> Another cigar I want to get to, Jim, that in the Sindicato line is the Sindicato Miami. Now, that's a very very limited cigar because that's made at the Casa Fernandez factory in Miami. So you're not talking about hundreds of rollers. It's a very limited cigar. Correct. Uh, in fact, right now I'm, I, I'm out and I've only, uh, right recently someone has contacted me and asked me if I had any more boxes and I'm, I'm trying to get the number of boxes I have left over. Uh, but we might make some more up. But uh, it's very limited. And Dave, the interesting thing, remember I was telling you about how to blend on the, the Maduro is stronger than the blend on the natural. So what we did in Miami is we took that stronger blend and put the Corojo wrapper on it and made it in Miami. So it's really the first cigar that Arsenio Ramos gave me that I felt was just too strong. And we came out with this limited cigar with that stronger blend on the Corojo wrapper. And that's the Miami edition of Sindicato is made with the same Corojo wrapper, but with the stronger blend. And now that's obviously, s- and made in Miami. The Sindicato Miami uh, edition comes in what, one size? Right, yes. It only comes in one size. The plan is is this year is to introduce it either in a Toro or a Churchill size. We haven't finalized that yet. And that is a, the, it's kind of a perfecto, I'd call it. It's a unique looking perfecto. Yes, yeah, it's a perfecto. It's a, yes, it's very unique looking. Uh, like I said, I only have a few left in the office days, so if you want, I'll send you a couple. Uh, I'll have to come down and check it out. Actually, save it for me. I'll come down and smoke it, uh, smoke it down at Syndicato and Gurkha HQ. Uh, Jim, also want to get to um, the Particulares, because the Particulares, an old Cuban brand, you resurrected it. I remember you gave me samples of that a number of years ago, and that is made also at Aganorsa, but a very, just, it's 100% Nicaraguan Puro, beautiful cigar, very Cuban-esque in its taste, a lot of flavor on that, and that has flown off the shelves. I think you're almost in a backorder situation on a regular basis with that cigar. Yeah, we we're short on it, but it's last the last cigar Arsenio Ramos made for me. Okay, that's what's really important about it. And uh, Arsenio, you know, as many people know, Arsenio kind of lived in Nicaragua, but also continued to have his family in his home in in Cuba, and he would go back and forth to Cuba. So when we when we started the Particularities Project, he had told me he said, you know, years ago I, I we made Particularities and we. And they've, they've been making it since 2002, Dave. All right. So Particularis was being made, but it was so hard to find uh, on, through Aganosa. It was like, you know, a special brand, a specialty brand. So he showed it to me and told me he had, you know, designed this brand to taste like the cigars that he used to smoke uh, before the revolution. All right. So he made this cigar. It's really a great cigar. And uh, when they told me about all the history of, of the product, how long ago that it was an old Cuban brand, I ne- personally, I never had heard about it, uh, Particularis, and I investigated it. And Particularis uh, had some relationship to my old company because Particularis factory was the first factory that Alonzo Menendez had purchased. 
okay? And he purchased that factory in uh, 1934, and that was the factory that came, Dave, with the name Monte Cristo. So they owned the trademark Monte Cristo, but they never had made the brand. They had just started uh, started the product uh, in 1935 when Alonzo Menendez purchased the particular Aguilis factory. He decided to commercialize the Monte Cristo brand, and so that's interesting. Yeah, and didn't know that. And this is the way it gets even better. So Monte Cristo was not made until. He bought the the uh, H. Upman factory, and he needed money to buy the H. Upman factory, so he sold Particulares to the Partagas people. The C. Fuentes family bought Particulares from Alonzo Menendez, and that gave him the, enough money to purchase the H. Upman factory, and, and that is where he created Monte Cristo in that factory. And the rest, as they say, is, is history. history. Yeah, right. no doubt about it. All right, I when we all, come back for – go ahead, Jim. Okay. No, I was going to say I got all this from Benji Menendez, and the history of the brand is in each of the boxes. We have a little history of the brand in each box of cigars. Well, Benji Menendez from the Menendez and Garcia family, I mean, Menendez Garcia Cigars, he is a uh, trove of information. Our guest is Jim Colucci, and our final and concluding Cigar Masters segment of this edition of the Cigar Dave Show. We'll wrap it up talking about Cubico and also talking about their Hex brands from Syndicato. The January selection for the Cigar Dave Officers Club is the Alec Bradley new release sampler, including Black Market Esteli. This medium to full-bodied smoke comes from the capital of Nicaragua to pay homage to everything the city offers to cigar making. Not a member of the Officers Club yet? Get premium cigars shipped directly to you every month by signing up today at CigarDave.com. Hi, this is Rocky Patel. I'm here with my brother Nish and my cousin Nimish, and we're talking cigars. Guess what? They want me to vote on what my favorite cigar is. It's tough, but I'm going to go with the Decade. I love it. It's rich, decadent, and smooth. Rocky, you know what? The Decade's a great cigar, but the 15th anniversary, that's the cigar. That celebrated your 15 years in business, and I got to tell you, it's my favorite. You know what, Nish and Rocky, you both are wrong. The best cigar is Freedom by Rocky Patel. This cigar delivers a lot of spice, a lot of flavor, and in my opinion, it's the best cigar we make. As usual, we can't agree. But guess what? There's a great cigar for everyone. I promise you, nobody works harder than we do to make you a great quality cigar. Come visit us at RockyPatel.com. Surgeon General Warning. Cigars are not a safe alternative to cigarettes. America is under attack. Basic freedoms, privileges, and acts that we would normally take for granted are disappearing each day, including the simple ability to enjoy a cigar. This is Glenn Loop, Executive Director of Cigar Rights of America, CRA. At a time when elected officials should be thinking about education, public safety, and creating jobs, they are actually thinking about smoking bans, new taxes, and regulations of historic proportions on premium cigars. The cigars that provide us with pleasure, relaxation, and fellowship are under attack. We have to stop it. 
That's why Cigar Rights of America was created, to work for a new political day for cigar enthusiasts across America, to roll back restrictive laws and defeat onerous taxes and regulations that impact everyone from your local cigar shop to your personal humidor. For the price of a few great cigars, be a part of this effort to protect your right to enjoy a cigar without excessive taxation and cumbersome legislation. Go to CigarRights.org. Let's tell the government we've had enough. Join now, CigarRights.org. General has determined that enemies of pleasure are hazardous to your happiness. For your protection and sanity, they've been vaporized. Final uh, segment to this edition of the Cigar Dave Show, and we wrap up the Cigar Masters series today. Jim Colucci, the president of Syndicato Cigars, and announced exclusively earlier on the show today, unexpectedly, I might add, now the president and CEO, or correction, president and chief operating officer, COO of Gurkha Cigars as well. And Gurkha Cigars will be taking over all the distribution for Syndicato. And Jim, that brings up an interesting question because when we did the Officers Club in July with the Syndicato Maduro and the Particulares and the Cubico, which I want to get into right afterward, we had a lot of people that said, hey, I love the Syndicato Maduro, love the Particulares, love this Cubico, but I can't find it. Where can I find it? So this is going to expand Syndicato Syndicato's distribution uh, exponentially. Yeah, Dave, that's the big the big plus of this whole thing. Uh, Syndicato is basically the, our products are in only about 250 retail stores in the United States, where the Gurkha cigars are available in probably close to 1,400 stores. So it's a it's a big change for us. I mean, it's not going to be instantaneously. But over the year, I expect that we will grow at least triple the number of stores we're in. And by the end of uh, 2020, I believe we will probably be in the same amount of stores Gurkha products are in, which would be about 1,400. And, uh, I, you know, I'm, I think it's going to be a great opportunity uh, for Syndicato. And uh, I think it's also going to be a good opportunity for Gurkha because uh, I'm a I have a tendency to to like to go after some u- unique products coming out from Gurkha in the future. Uh, I want to come out with some specialty items from Nicaragua at different factories than Gurkha has used in the past. Jim, we've got about a minute and a half to go here. One of the cigars we featured in the July 2018 Officers Club was the Cubico. Very, very limited at the time. You're launching it in 2019, but our Officers Club members had the first chance. Great cigar. Tell me about the Cubico and when we can expect that. All right. Well, Dave, the Cubico is probably going to be in stores starting in uh, eight, in May. Okay. One of the biggest problems we had is the, the packaging. I, I developed something different and unique which created a problem on the packaging. And uh, we finally have wrapped it up, uh, except uh, I got caught in Chinese New Year. All right? So the, pa- the package couldn't be made anywhere else but China because it's, so, it's got to be made by hand. All right? It's so unique. I, like I said to you, I'll send you some pictures later of the, pro- of the packaging. And so because of the problems with making the product and the and the delay now because of Chinese New Year, we won't have packaging in the factories. The cigars have been being have been made since last 2018, are are sitting uh, in the cedar room aging very nicely, 
they won't be out until probably the end of May. Okay, uh, sounds good. So we'll be looking for that. Jim Colucci, president of Syndicato, and also now the president and COO of Gurkha Cigars. Congratulations, Jim. Appreciate you joining us. Cigar Dave, the general, saying Mayor Humidor always be full. Mayor Cutter always be sharp. Mayor Ashby, extra, extra long. Semper Delictatio. Always pleasure. Long live the Alpha. Make America great again. Make masculinity great again. The best a man can get is not Gillette, it's Schick. <laughs>